beginning to cave in. Let's get out of here. There's nothing more we can do. Oh. Come on, back. So wait, what was that? What? I thought I heard him on. Oh. Oh. You did. Oh. Look through that smoke. Someone's on the floor. Oh, it must be Chatsworth. Let's get him out. Here he is, Frank. It is the old man. All right, take his legs. I'll get his arm. Oh, better hurry up, Frank. The roof's going to cave in any second. We've got to get him out of this house. All right, together now. Lift. Look up, Frank. The ceiling beam. NBC presents The Adventures of Frank Merriwell. There it is, an echo of the past. An exciting past, a romantic past. The era of the horse and carriage, gas-lit streets, and free-for-all football games. The era of one of the most beloved figures in American fiction, Frank Merriwell. Merriwell is loved as much today as ever he was. And so the National Broadcasting Company brings him to radio in a new series of stories based on the famous books written by Gilbert Patton under the pen name of Bert L. Standish. And be sure to listen at the close of today's program for a special surprise announcement by Frank himself. And now, the live ghost. <laughs> football squad is reported to Blue Lake for its preseason training. And as our story opens today, we find the playing field crowded with eager young athletes. Off on the sidelines, Frank and Bart have paused in their practice to speak to a distinguished-looking old gentleman. Well, it's quite an honor, Mr. Chatsworth. You've become something of a legend back at Yale, sir. Yes, sir. Coach of one of Yale's first football elections. Well, it's nice of you to remember an old-timer like me, boy. But you two are becoming Yale legends yourselves, from all I hear. That's the reason I want you to be my dinner guest tonight. Oh, we'd sure like to, Mr. Chatsworth. Be fun to hear some of those stories about the old Yale blues. But then it's all settled. Well, I'm afraid not, sir. You see, we have to eat at the training table every night. Not tonight, you don't, boys. I've just spoken to the coach. He says you can have dinner over at my lodge. That's great. We won't have much time for swapping yarns. Nonsense. We've got all the time in the world. Well, what Bart means, sir, is that we have to be back at camp by 8.30. That's another one of the training rules. <laughs> you lads surprised me. I wasn't football coach myself for nothing, you know. I fixed that with your coach, too. Oh, how, sir? Well, you're to spend the night at my place. That way we can talk football all night long if we want. Well, how'd you ever get him to agree to a thing like that? <laughs> well, your coach is nobody's fool, boys. He's thinking about that new athletic field that I'm thinking of donating to the university. Oh, <laughs> so that's it. No wonder he agreed. Yes, sir, it's all arranged. I'll be expecting you at my lodge at 7. And we'll be there, sir. You can count on that. All right, gang. Everybody over here on the double. Well, that means us, Mr. Chatsworth. Well, on, boys. I'll be going back to lodge now anyway. We'll see you at 7, sir. Right you are. And mind you're on time, too. Come on. Come on. Hurry up. Let's, Let's go. get over there, Bart, before he bursts the blood vessel. I'm right with you. That's it, fellas. Come on now. Group around close. I don't want to shot my head off. We're all here, Coach. All right, now listen. We've got a long, hard row ahead of us this year. One of the stiffest schedules the Yale team has ever faced. Unless we work our heads off starting right now, we're going to make a miserable showing. Does everyone understand that? Right, right Coach. I don't know how you spent your vacations this year, but most of you look pretty soft. And unless you get in shape fast, we're going to get up on the wrong foot. We're ready to scrimmage any time you say, Coach. Yeah, scrimmage! Why, some of you couldn't last 30 seconds in a fast game of beanbag right now. No, men, you've got to run yourselves into condition first. You're starting right now. I don't want any stalling or any horseplay. 
I'm going to divide you into groups of two or three and send you out cross-country. I want you to go out there and run till you drop. Then pick yourselves up and run some more. Do you understand that? Right. All right, now, vacation's over. We're going back to work. Now, pair off. Hit the trail. Come on. Artie. Well, where did you come from? Nobody home, is there? Come inside, quick, before someone sees you. Hey, it's good to be back in the old boy's place again. But how did you get out of jail, Artie? I thought you still had three years to go. I broke out. How do you think? Broke out? Well, you can't stay here. He might come home any minute. And if he finds us together, I'll go to jail myself. Oh, relax, Louie. You still worry more than anybody I ever saw. I took the rap for that job we did without a squawk, didn't I? Sure, I know, but... Hey, wait a minute. You haven't crossed me, have you? You still got my share of the dough. Of course I have, Artie. I've got it hidden. I'll take you there. It isn't far, and we better... Wait. What's the matter? I thought I heard footsteps. Ah, you're getting jumpy. No. Listen. Holy cats. The old man. Lewis, I... What's this? Mr. Chatsworth. Oh, I, I didn't expect you back so soon. Obviously. And who... Why, it's you. Mr. Chatsworth, but he... Well, yeah, that is... What is this man doing out of prison? You still have three years to serve. What's the matter? Don't you think I paid enough for stealing that money from you? It's not a question of what I think. You're an escaped convict. I suppose you have my money hidden someplace, and now you think you'll get it and get out of the country. Now, wait a minute, Mr. Chatsworth. Give me a chance to explain. You're worse than he is, Lewis. My own private secretary stealing from me, letting another man pay the penalty for it. Now, just a minute, Mr. Chatsworth. What are you going to do? Do! I'm going to summon the police, of course. Stay away from that telephone. No, no, don't call the police. I'll do anything you say, but don't turn me over to the police. You sniveling little coward. Get out of the way. No, you don't. Lewis, put down that candlestick. Sure, I'll put it down. Right on your head. Oh. Nice work, Louis. I didn't think you had the knife. Well, I couldn't let him call the police. They'd have arrested us both. Sure, but you fixed him. He won't call anybody now. But look at him. He isn't moving. I must have hit him too hard. He ain't feeling any pain, I can tell you that. Now, let's get out of here. But they'll find him. The cook will come back soon, and there are two boys from the training camp coming to dinner. They'll know I did it. All the more reason to make yourself scarce. Come on. No, no, wait. I know. That's the answer. Fire. What are you talking about? Fire, that's it. I'll set fire to the lodge. No one will know then. Hey, that's not a bad thought at that. We wouldn't have to leave the hideout then. Of course. The perfect answer. Come on, Artie. Help me with these kerosene lamps. We'll burn this place to the ground. <laughs> How much longer do we have to run? Oh, about another half hour. Hey, what? look over there past those trees. Uh, smoke. I know what it is. It's where old Chatsworth lodges. Probably smoke from his chimney. No, Bart, it's too thick for chimney smoke. Look at it. Hey, wait a minute. Yes, it is kind of black, all right. That's a fire, and it must be in the Chatsworth lodge. You're right. We better get word to the fire department. Well, the village is five miles from here, Bart. We never make it in time. Come on, we've got to see if we can do something about it ourselves. It's the whole lodge. We'll never be in time to check it. Oh, funny there's nobody fighting the fire. Come out around the back. There may be a garden hole. Better look inside first, see if there's any chance of saving it. Oh, you're right. Try this door. Oh, thank goodness it isn't locked. Feel that blast of heat. We'll never save this place, Frank. I just look at it. <coughs> <coughs> 
This horse is full of smoke. He can't see a thing. Oh, he can't do anything about it now. What's that? Part of the roof. The crates are beginning to cave in. Let's get out of here. There's nothing more we can do. Oh, come on back. Hey, wait. What was that? What? I thought I heard a moan. Oh, you did. Look through that smoke. Someone's on the floor. It must be Chatsworth. Let's get him out. Here he is, Frank. It is the old man. I think he's like, I'll get his arms. Uh, it's better hurry up, Frank. The roof's going to cave in any second. We've got to get him out of this house. All right, together now. Lift. Here. Look out, Frank. You're leaving, please. How are you now, Mr. Chatsworth? Feeling better? Uh, yes, yes, I... I'm all right, boys. Thanks to you. But my lodge... It's a total loss, Mr. Chatsworth. There wasn't anything we could do. The fire had too much of a start. That's all right, boys. I understand. I'm eternally grateful to you for saving my life. Well, we're only glad we got here in time. But what happened, sir? Oh, those scoundrels. They not only set the fire, but attacked me and knocked me unconscious. Did you recognize the men? Of course. One was my private secretary, Lewis. Yeah, there was a man who used to be my gardener two years ago. Apparently, he's just escaped from prison. Prison? Yes. Year before last, I was robbed of nearly $50,000. $50,000? The police traced the crime to my gardener and convicted him of it. He was sent away to prison, of course. Now he's escaped and come back. Did they ever recover the money? Never. He must have hidden it somewhere. Well, how does your secretary fit in it? Oh, he's in it up to his neck. I accused him and started for the telephone to summon the police. Lewis picked up a heavy brass candlestick and struck me. And naturally, that's all I remember until you two came along. Oh, gosh. Frank, we ought to get the police on that trail right away. Well, we'll have to report it, of course, but I doubt if we'll be able to catch them. I agree with you, Frank. Both those men know the woods pretty thoroughly. They've had too big a start. No, boys, you'll never overtake them now. But we should report it. And you should have some medical attention, Mr. Chatsworth. Oh, nonsense. I, I'm perfectly all right now. No, Frank's right, sir. You better have a doctor look at you anyway. Oh, very well, if you insist. Thank goodness the stable wasn't burned. I have a horse and buggy in there. Well, we'll harness him up for you, sir. Fine. You boys might just as well come along. Don't forget, we still have that dinner engagement. We'll drive you into the village, sir, but it's all right about the dinner. After all that's happened, oh, I don't see... rubbish. I invited you to dinner, and you're going to eat with me. Since the lodge burned down, we'll find a place to eat in the village. But under the circumstances... Oh, another word. <laughs> I'm a tough old rooster, boys. Takes more than a little fire to make me break an engagement. Now then, get a move on you and harness that horse. <laughs> Well, boys, for a small village inn, that isn't such bad food, is it? That's delicious, God. Sure beats the training table back at camp. Uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, was your house fully covered by insurance? Oh, yes, indeed. I don't expect to lose anything by the fire. I only regret one thing, that those scoundrels got away scot-free. Well, the police certainly weren't very hopeful about catching them, but you never can tell. They may run them down yet. I doubt it, worse luck. Well, what about a place to spend the night, Mr. Chatsworth? Are you going to arrange to stay here in the village? Or if you'd like, sir, the coach will arrange for you to stay at our camp. Oh, no, indeed. That won't be necessary. I'll stay over at the haunted house. The what? Don't tell me you haven't heard of my haunted house. Oh, no, sir, we haven't. Well, it's an old house that I own about a half a mile from the lodge. When I built the lodge a couple of years ago, I moved out and it hasn't been occupied since. Yeah, but it's a perfectly good place. I intend to stay there until I rebuild the other place. Well, what's this about it's being haunted? Oh, a lot of foolishness. You know how those stories get started. Tried to rent the place once or twice, but each time the tenants left after a single night. Well, they claimed that there were ghosts in the house. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you haven't been able to rent it because of these ghosts? That's the size of I it. See. I finally gave up trying, closed the place up. 
Lucky thing I did, or I wouldn't have a place to stay now. The lodge is burned. Well, what kind of stories did these tenants tell about the house, sir? Oh, just about what you'd expect. They came to hear all sorts of banging and moans and strange noises. Ah. I'll admit that they all seem pretty thoroughly frightened. Of course, I don't believe in such rubbish. Well, has the house always been haunted, or is it a recent thing? Fairly recent. Started about two years ago, as I recall. Why? Oh, nothing, sir, except that uh, haunted houses interest me. Oh, I'm surprised, Frank. You didn't strike me as a superstitious sort? That's just the point, sir. I'm not. But I would like to spend the night in that house. In the haunted house? Why, Frank? I have my reasons. How about it, Mr. Chatsworth? By all means, my boy. Delighted to have you. You two are going to spend the night with me at the lodge. I don't see why we can't make the old house do instead. Well, fine. Then we'll go out as soon as we finish dinner. Bart and I could go on ahead and get the place ready for you. Yeah, good idea. I'll take care of the check. All right. Frank, what's this all about? What do you expect to find at the haunted house? Why, ghosts, of course. What else? Now, come on. Finish your dessert. <laughs> just a moment, we'll return to Frank Merriwell and his adventures, but first here's something you'll want to hear. You remember at the close of last week's program, Frank and Bart told you about an important announcement they wanted to make. Well, be sure to stay tuned in at the end of today's story, because they're going to tell you all about their surprise then. And here's a tip. Have a pencil and paper handy, too. It's something you won't want to miss, so don't forget, stay tuned in at the close of the program for an announcement by Frank Merriwell himself. And remember to have that pencil and paper with you. Now back to our story. Frank and Bart have decided to spend the night at the haunted house in the woods. They're on their way there now. But let's get there first and see what's going on in the case of the live ghost. I wish that confounded thing would stop. It's just an owl. Hey, Louie, you're not beginning to believe your own story about this old dump being haunted, are you? Of course not. I'm all right, Dottie. You better be. But how long have you been using this house as a hideout? Well, I had to hide the money someplace after they took you off to jail. The old man wasn't using this place anymore, so I hid it up here in the tower. It's a good place, all right, but how come the haunted house angle? Well, I had to do that. Just after I hid the money, the old man took it into his head to rent this place. I was stuck. I couldn't risk moving the money, and there was no other place to hide it. I get it. So you left it up here and then scared off everybody that tried to rent the place. That was pretty slick of you. Well, I suppose I could have risked letting someone else live here. After all, the only way up to this tower is through that trapdoor in the ceiling of the closet downstairs. No, no, Louie, you were right. It would have been too risky. People get to snooping around houses, and they might have found the trapdoor. It's better this way. Well, just the same now that you're out of jail, I want to get out of the country. Why? We're safer here than any place now that the old man's out of the way. We'll wait a week or so and then slip away without anybody ever knowing I've been here. After that, we'll have all this dough to ourselves. I know, I know. It sounds easy, but... Well, I can't help feeling something will go wrong. Ah, you're an old woman. Everything's going fine. You're putting the lodge down clean as a whistle. Yeah, it went quickly, didn't it? <laughs> I wonder if the ruins are still smoldering. Well, why don't you look? You can see the smoke from the window of the tower. I think I will. Funny the village fire department hasn't arrived by now. Yes, there it is. Artie. What's up? Look down there in the yard, walking toward the house. Two guys, and they're heading this way. Hey, you think the cops... I don't know. No, wait. Look at those sweaters they're wearing. They got big Ys on the front of them. Hey, what's the idea? Those are two kids from the Yale training camp down on the lake. And look out here, they're carrying blankets. They must be planning to sleep here. Hey, you think they suspect something? No, I know what happened now. They probably heard about this place being haunted, and they're going to spend the night here. They must have bet somebody they could do it. 
That happened a couple of times while they were in prison. So they want to find out if there are ghosts here, do they? All right, we'll show them. That's right, Artie. Wait until they get settled for the night and we'll give them the fright of their lives. Here it is. Should we go right in? Oh, that's what we came for, isn't it? Come on. That's just a very old place. Look at all those cobwebs. Yes, I see them. Close the door after you. All right. Now what? Now, this room back here must be the kitchen. We'll start with that. Have you got the rope handy? Yes, right here. All right. Now, hand me a length of that rope. I'll show you how we'll fasten it. Here you are. All right. Now, fasten this end over here like this. Stretch the rope across the door to the hall about chin high like this. And tie the other end securely. That's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. If any of those so-called ghosts are moving around here in the dark, they'll have a little surprise. That's the idea. Now, give me another length of that rope. We'll rig up the entrance from the kitchen to the dining room. All right. Here it is already for you. All right. Hey, don't you think we ought to search the dining room first to make sure no one's hiding in there? Good idea. We'll search every room in the house as we go through it. No sign of anyone in here. Good. Now, let's rig up the rope. All right. I hope you're right, Frank, but I'm not so sure. The place looks like it's been deserted for years. Bet those ghost stories were just out of someone's imagination. Say, wait. Hey, look at the way the dust on this floor has been disturbed. That's not imagination. Yeah, it's true. I hadn't noticed. Well, it could be rats, couldn't it? Yes, Bart, it could. But I've still got a strong hunch these rats are the two-legged variety. Now let's get on with the search before it's too dark to see. What's going on, Artie? What are those fool kids doing down there? I don't know, but I don't like it. Sounds to me like they're searching the whole bottom floor. That's what I was afraid of. It would be a fine thing if the whole business was ruined by a couple of nosy kids. Oh, stop worrying, Louie. I can fix that. Now, look over here. You mean this beam in the closet? Yeah, I noticed it when we come up. Where did it come from? It came loose a couple of months ago. I stood it over there out of the way. What are you going to do with it? I'll show you. Give me a hand. It's heavy. All right. I've got this end. Now what? Lift. Now rest your end up on the edge of the closet door. Like this? Right. Now I'll put the other end on one of these high shelves. Like that. There we are. What's the idea? I don't get it. Simple. Those kids come nosing around through the bedroom out there. They'll probably look in this closet. All right. Let them look. They can't do it without opening the closet door. Oh, I get it. A neat little trap for them. They open the closet door and this heavy beam comes crashing down on their heads. I think I hear them coming up the stairs. Let them come. We're ready for them now. Come on, back up to the tower. Not a stick of furniture in here. This is just as deserted as all the other rooms. I'm not so sure, Bart. Look at the floor of this room. There's practically no dust at all. That's right. It must have been used recently. Now, there's a closet door. Let's have a look inside there. All right, I'll get it. No, Bart, wait. Don't open that door. Why not? I just noticed. This door's ajar. What of it? Come on, let's see. Hold it. It's just possible there's something fishy here. Stand aside. Let me open it. Just missed me. I was right. It was a trap. That's a good thing you suspected it. 
If that beam had hit you, it would have broken your head open. Lucky thing I didn't let you walk into that closet, Brian. I'll say it was. It's beginning to look like you were right about those ghosts, too, Frank. Positive. Now, let's have a closer look at the inside of this closet. Hey, be careful. It's getting pretty dark now. Do you have any matches with you? Oh, I think I brought some. Here you are. Oh, we can see what we're doing. Well, there's nothing in here. Just a closet with shelves up the back wall. Hmm. Nothing wrong there. How about the ceiling? Just an ordinary ceiling, as far as I can see. Well, that's funny. Pudge, remember coming toward the house, we saw that little tower on the front side? Well, it was probably only a decoration. Oh, I know, but it seems to me that tower would be right above this room. Oh, wait, there goes the match. Well, here's another one. Well, what about that tower? You can see for yourself there's no trap door in the ceiling. I know, but... Hey, Pudge, bring the match closer to these shelves. Like this? I thought so. Look at the edges of these shelves. They're scuffed. And look at this. A little piece of mud here on the edge of this one. Yeah, that's strange. What do you make of it? It's plain enough. These shelves have been used as a sort of ladder to get up into that tower. Come on, Bart. I think if we push on the ceiling, we'll find our trap door. Well, go ahead. I'm with you. You can reach it now. Here goes. It's opening. Let's go up and see what's in this tower. No, you don't, kid. Stay right where you are. Don't move. You're looking down the muzzle of a gun. Now back down real slow, because I'm covering every step. All right, you've got it. Nice going, Artie. Jump down. I'll cover them from here. Right. Watch it, you guys. All right, Artie. Take them while I climb down. You heard them. Keep those hands up. We've got them up. Come on, Louis. There. All right, you two. Turn around. What are you going to do to us? You'll find out soon enough, college boy. And I got a feeling you ain't going to like it. All right. I've got them tied hand and foot. What are you going to do with us? Shut up and let me think. You two will never get away with this, you know. We'll be missed back at camp. Oh, sure we will. The police will be on your trail in no time. I said shut up. What they say is true, Artie. We can't get far through these woods without leaving a trail. Well, we can't stay here, that's a cinch. Wait a minute. There's just one way to get out with this money without leaving a trace. Uh how? We'll give them the same treatment we gave old man Chatsworth. Fire! Sure, that's the answer. This place burns down, too. Nobody will ever know I've been here. And they won't know anything about the money, either. Let's get busy. Hey, these kerosene lamps should do the trick. Why, this house will go up like paper. Yeah, let's break them and spread the kerosene around. I'll take this one. You fools, don't start another fire. We can't do that. We can't get out of here. That's the general idea, Sonny. Yeah, one more lamp should be enough. Good. Now to set a match to it. Hey, listen. Someone's coming up the stairs. Yeah, I hear them. Quick, douse that lamp. It's too late. They've seen the light by now. We'll have to take care of them when they come up. All right. Get your gun set. We'll get him as he comes in the door. I'll hold the lamp up. I'm ready. All right, let him... Mr. Chatsworth! No, you can't be. Good evening, Lewis. A ghost! Old man Chatsworth! Aren't you glad to see me, Lewis? Stay away from me! Stay away! I don't know about you, but I'm getting out of here fast! Wait, Arnie, I'm with you! Quick, sir, can I ask Lewis? Right away, Frank. There, there. Me too, Mr. Chatsworth. There you are, Bart. After them, they're getting away. They won't get far. Ah! What was that? They fell over those ropes we rigged up. Come on! He tripped me! The ghost tripped me! Where's the light, Arnie? I talked to it when I fell. Let's get out of here. Not so fast, Arnie. Get the other one, Bart. I got him! Ghost! The place is full of ghosts! Get your hands off me! Well, hold you, Arnie! And it's more the same for you! Good work, Bart. You got him. Yes, Mr. Chatsworth. Here are your ghosts. 
I don't think they'll haunt any more houses for a long, long time. Well, it's a mighty fine practice today. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, I'm surprised you did so well after all that funny business you went through last night. Oh, well, we didn't mean to break training, sir. We were sort of forced into it. So I hear. Mr. Chatsworth told me the whole story. Seems you even recovered his stolen money for it. certainly did. I've been planning to leave an endowment for an athletic field to the university in my will. But I've changed my mind. Changed your mind? Yes, boys. I'm going to endow the new field at once. Mr. Chatsworth just told me that, too. There's one thing I'd like you boys to explain. Oh, what's that, sir? When you had dinner in town, why the devil did you offer to spend the night in that haunted house instead of coming back to camp? Well, that was my fault, sir. As soon as I heard the story about the haunted house, an idea struck me. What do you mean? Well, it just seemed curious to me that the talk about ghosts should have started at about the time Mr. Chatsworth was robbed two years ago. Well, the obvious answer was that the old house was being used to hide the stolen money until the gardener was released from prison. That's right, sir. So Frank thought we should go there and search the house. Well, I was hoping those two crooks would be hiding there, waiting for their chance to get away with it. And of course they were. Well, boys, naturally, you know, I can't approve of your taking chances like that. Officially, I should take some kind of action on it. Yes, sir, we know. I want you both to report over to my quarters immediately after dinner. Oh, now, look here, Coach. Don't you think that's going a little too far? Punishing these boys after all they've done for me? Who said anything about punishment? I want them to tell me the whole story from beginning to end. I wouldn't miss it for the world. And so ends another exciting adventure with Frank Merriwell, beloved hero of American fiction, brought to you in a new series of stories by the National Broadcasting Company. And now, boys and girls, get those pencils and papers ready, because here's Frank Merriwell to tell you all about his surprise. Frank? Hello, everyone. I've been waiting all week to tell you about this, so I won't waste any more time now. How would you like to win a four-year scholarship at a fine American university? You would? Well, I don't blame you. Every boy and girl in America wants to go to college. And here's the chance for someone who otherwise might never be able to go. Oh, that's really swell, Frank. But now, how about the details? All right, here they are, Bart. As you know, this is Youth Month. And the scholarship will be officially known as the University of Denver Youth Month Scholarship. It's a full-tuition, four-year scholarship at the University of Denver in Denver, Colorado. I know that school. It's a fine university. Who's eligible to win the prize, Frank? Any boy or girl listening in, regardless of race, creed, color, or financial background, everyone has an equal chance. Oh, that's really great. What about age? Suppose the winner's too young for college. Well, that makes no difference, Bart. The scholarship will be available whenever the winner has received his or her necessary high school or prep school credits. It doesn't matter whether it's next year or ten years from now. All right. How do you go about winning this scholarship? Very simple. All you have to do is write an essay of 100 words or less. Now, get out your pencils and jot down the topic of the essay. Are you ready? All right. The topic is what youth means to the future... Of America. Have you got that? You better repeat it, Frank. All right, here it is again. What youth means to the future of America? In 100 words or less. Now, the winning essay will be judged on the basis of originality of thought and logic in presentation. Well, that's easy enough. Is that all there is to it? That's all. Now, the president of the university will name three judges, 
and the decision of those judges shall be final. In case of ties, of course, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Oh, and when does the contest close, Frank? The contest will close on midnight, October 6th. No entries postmarked later than midnight, October 6th, will be judged. Well, let's see. That's just a little over three weeks. You'd all better get busy. Well, how do you address the entries, Frank? Now, uh, here's where you'll need that uh, pencil and paper again. Address all mail to Frank Merriwell, National Broadcasting Company, New York 20, New York. And there it is. Get busy now and write that hundred-word essay on what youth means to the future of America. And mail it in before midnight, October 6th. Good advice, Bart. So don't forget, everyone, an original, straightforward essay of 100 words or less on what youth means to the future of America. And address your letter to Frank Merriwell, National Broadcasting Company, New York 20, New York. Not later than midnight, October 6th. And, oh, yes, be sure to enclose your name and address. And we'll tell you more about it next week. Until then, the best of luck to all of you, and tell all your friends about this contest, won't you? Thanks, Frank. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time when Frank Merriwell returns in another of his celebrated exploits. Frank is played by Lawson Zerby, Bart is Hal Studer, and Inzee's Elaine Ross. Other members of the cast were Al Hodge, Arthur Mason, Richard Carlin, and Bernie Gould. Original music on today's show is by Paul Taubman. The Adventures of Frank Merriwell is written by Ruth and Gilbert Braun and William Welch, and the entire production is under the direction of Paul Harrison. Remember to meet the Meeks one half hour from now and stay tuned now for the adventures of Archie Andrews heard over most of these NBC stations. This is Mel Brandt speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>